welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com podcasts. Bayer has won antitrust approval from the U.S. for its $66 billion acquisition of Monsanto, removing the last regulatory hurdle standing in the way of what will be the world's biggest seed and agricultural chemicals company. Speaking with Bloomberg earlier this month, Bayer CEO Werner Baumann was confident that regulator negotiations in the U.S. and Europe would conclude soon. We announced uh, another sale of um, uh, antitrust assets to uh, BASF, and uh, with it, uh, I can confirm that uh, we continue to be very confident, actually very confident, that we are going to close this transaction uh, in quarter two. Joining us in our New York studios is Jennifer Ree, Bloomberg Intelligence Senior Litigation Analyst. Jen, what did Bayer have to give up to win approval <laughs> from the U.S. Justice Department? Well, they had to give up a lot. I mean, in this case, they're selling $9 billion worth of assets to BASF. All of it's going to BASF, uh, which is really pretty huge in terms of a divestiture package to get a deal through. I mean, maybe compared to $66 billion, which is what we see the deal is valued at, it, it doesn't seem so. But, but it really is very, very big. And this is EU and U.S. because a lot of the same assets were required to be sold by both jurisdictions with, I think, a, a few you know, differences at the fringes, but, um, and, and a few added on by the U.S., but this is really, you know, a very large package, including lots of seeds, lots of uh, traits, uh, lots of R&D, as well as crop protection. So, Jen, there have been several deals, as we've talked about, involving seed and crop chemical firms globally. This deal will leave three mega companies, and farmers are concerned about higher prices and less mm -hmm. choice does it seem as if they have a point? Certainly with the less choice, they're cutting it down. Well, you know, I think so. But the reason for these divestitures, and part of the reason this is such a huge package, all going to one entity, BASF, is that the idea is that the depart that, that remedy is meant to remedy the harm that could occur. And so at the end of the day, you don't really have three big integrated agricultural entities left. You really have four, because what you're doing is you're turning BASF into an entity that's very similar to Dow DuPont, to ChemChina Syngenta, and now to Bayer Monsanto. They were very active on the chemical side and the crop protection side, and it didn't have seeds. But they're now buying a very, very large package of seeds, as well as R&D from Bayer, to put them in place to compete with the other three entities. And that's the purpose of a remedy. Now, so does the merger of Bayer and Monsanto make sense now with all the things it's had to do to satisfy regulators? Will the synergies and the competitive advantages still be there? I, I think so. You know, obviously, if they didn't think at this stage that what they're being asked to divest, you know, kills their efficiencies and the synergies that they would have gained, they, they likely wouldn't go forward with the deal. You know, they would have abandoned it, I think, months ago when they began to understand exactly what it was going to take to try to get this get this through. And, you know, even though they're selling a lot of buyers' uh, seeds, you know, they are still getting this combination of buyers' chemicals with Monsanto's seeds, which is really what they wanted, Monsanto having the bigger heritage in the seeds and Bayer having the bigger heritage on the chemical side. So it took about two years for yes. this deal to go through? almost. So what does it signal about the Justice Department and its antitrust stance, if anything, that they're willing to work with, with companies or go to court, as we've seen in <laughs> AT&T, Time Warner? 
I, you know, I don't think it signals very much. Some of these really big and complicated deals have been taking a long time. This was about 21 months. Uh, but remember, it was well underway before the new head of the antitrust division at the Department of Justice stepped into his position. Um, I think one of the things, though, it shows is that he is standing by some of the statements he made earlier this year that he doesn't really believe in what we call conduct or behavioral remedies. Because here he saw some vertical concerns, and it has been historically the practice to remedy Remedy a vertical problem with a behavioral with a behavioral remedy rather than asset uh, sales. And here, this is all asset sales. And so he's showing that he he means what he says when he says he doesn't like the the option of a behavioral remedy because he doesn't want to have to keep yes, track of exactly. what's going on. Can we discern any clues uh, on what th- this may mean for future deals uh, such as uh, you know that need government approval like uh, Sprint and T-Mobile? Well, it shows that they're going to vigorously investigate these deals and and where they truly have concerns, they're going to require assets to be sold in order to remedy those concerns. I think I think that that deal in particular will will have a tough time and and I'm not so sure that they're going to be able to get get it cleared. They're going to have to convince them that what they're going to be able to innovate in 5G is is sort of outweighs the anti-competitive effect, let's say that you might get from reducing from four big competitors to three in that market and I think that might be a tough argument. And and I I do think they're going to face a pretty tough investigation. Jen, what other pending deals are looking pretty iffy because of the Justice Department's tough stance? Well, you know, it's really hard to understand what's going to happen going forward with some of these deals that are really just vertical in nature, like CVS's deal, um, Express, Express Scripts, it's hard to say that. I know. Yeah, with Cigna, you know, be, because like I said, historically, these deals have had some very nice pro-competitive aspects to them because it's a vertical integration rather than a deal where a competitor is being taken out of a market. Um, And they have historically been remedied by these behavioral conditions, which I think are more palatable uh, in for these companies in a vertical deal than selling off assets. And it's hard to understand what will happen with those going those sorts of deals going forward if in fact, behavioral remedies are off the table for this Department of Justice. And let's turn to a big date coming up. (laughs) That is the decision by the judge in the AT&T Time Warner case. Tell us about that. Well, we expect that on June 12th, which is sort of a nice treat for the judge to tell everybody, okay, June 12th is the day I'm coming out with this big decision. It's a lot of pressure. And I think there'll be a lot of news media descending on the courthouse on that day, because we don't always know when these decisions are going to get publicized. Um, It'll be interesting to see. I suspect that if the Department of Justice loses that case, it's likely that they will appeal. Um, And to keep the companies from closing, they're going to have to seek an emergency injunction just to keep them apart pending the appeal. And it's iffy as to whether they'll win that or not. So even if an appeal goes forward, it's possible the companies may still be able to close if they win. And we do want to hit this uh, breaking news that uh, the ABC television network has canceled the Roseanne show. (laughs) <laughs> you know that they brought it back, and but we wanted to to mention that because I you know the it was show such was a big hit, right? Yeah, Me too. I th- and well, it was there was a little controversy surrounding. The, it, there so. was a little controversy yeah. surrounding. A little off it. topic, I know, but <laughs> that's a breaking news story. No, so. it's 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 very interesting. Uh, Jen, we're, we're talking be, about we, media. We, we can discuss about <laughs> yeah. ABC, but we don't have time. We can discuss about what's happening with that with all the media um, mergers that are afoot. Thanks so much, Jen. That's Thank Bloomberg you. Intelligence Senior Litigation Analyst Jennifer Ree. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcast. I'm June Grosso. 
This is Bloomberg.